You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and a healing energy facilitator. This week, I did a class in the Spirit School Collective on manifesting with synchronicity, and I also just did a class, I guess it was more of a session, that was my energy and art session. It was a really great chance for me to combine the two things that I love, art and healing, and I know I'm going to do more of them. It was something that really felt good in my body, and it was well-received, and What was really cool was we ended up painting with the same colors, even though we couldn't see each other working. So I feel like there's something to this and I think it's going to be fun. I might try different mediums or different arrangements of how I run the sessions, but it's definitely something I will do again. There were also a bunch of synchronicities that came up around this. I was talking to someone and they brought up randomly a workshop that was kind of similar that Kim Kranz had done. And then I was like, oh, did you know that I was doing this energy and art thing today? And they were like, no, I haven't been on Instagram. I didn't know you were doing that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that you brought it up. And then later they brought up collage and how that was part of one of them and how it was like something they really enjoyed and continued as a practice. And it's something, if you've been listening, you know, I enjoy as well. I made my pendants that way. And I was like, you know what? I've had these magazines sitting around. I probably should do some sort of a workshop with that too. And then in the session, when we were in energy and art, the other person was bringing up the fact that they had done these collages and that they really enjoyed them and had them up. And I was like, okay, there's definitely more synchronicity happening. And I had said in the workshop on Monday that like, you know, the more you acknowledge it, the more it comes. And because I did a whole workshop on it, I feel like I'm getting an extra dose of it. And just to let you know, Thursday on the 21st, I will be doing the Manifesting with Synchronicity again. It will be free and anyone can join. The link is in my bio as per usual, and it will be on Zoom. It's going to actually go on my YouTube channel, which I haven't really like launched or done anything with. So that is coming up Thursday. The bonus of coming live is that you are in the energy and you get to share what comes up for you with either a book and or some tarot or oracle cards and uh, whoever's energy is there is who ends up getting the messages and similar people come together. So I already have a few people signed up and I'm pretty excited about it. And then as promised, the episode today is a continuation of last week where I talked about how overwhelm was coming up a lot for me and how I was starting to release that through the emotion code. And the intention for last week's episode was to talk about some of the small practices that I have been putting in place in order to find more focus, clarity, and just calm energy, as well as finding balance. If you guys remember back to the beginning of the year, 
My word for the year was harmony. That was finding harmony and balance within my work and life balance and also just in general in my body and in my presence. I just want to feel calm. Something that's funny, I feel like I'm going to have to do a second episode on this because my brain is kind of all over the place because I'm going away this weekend. I did prep and I have notes, but I forgot that I had wanted to talk about other resources. So I'll try to remember them as I go along as I'm talking about each thing. And hopefully that will come back to me so that I can share them with you. Otherwise, maybe I will mention them in the next episode when I talk about this more. So what I wanted to really touch on is that for me, I feel like in addition to having all of this like overwhelm and having anxiety that comes up, I also, although it hasn't been diagnosed, really resonate and have had multiple people confirm kind of with their experience of my energy that I most likely have ADHD in addition to like the anxiety and just in general being all over the place. And part of the process here has been me just implementing things that are kind of helping me to focus because I do have sometimes trouble like prioritizing things like my brain just wants to do the most, you know, present thing in my mind, whatever comes up. And so a lot of that energy is because I do like to also be doing multiple things. I don't ever just have one project that I'm working on. So that can get really difficult when I know I have like three or four things that I want to accomplish and they all feel important. And I really sometimes have to like train my brain to not actively keep switching the tasks. It's also something that's just common with the world that we live in with the technology, social media, you know, switching through the same five apps over and over again, feeling like we have to respond immediately just because we can. And those things all I think compound on top of these other things like the anxiety and the ADHD that I feel I've had my whole life. Because keep in mind, when I was a kid and a teenager, we weren't in this world. It was the 90s, you know, we were starting to have the internet, Google was born, you know, when I was like 10. So it's been a more gradual introduction for those things for me. Obviously, now I'm immersed in it, and I'm not, you know, separate from it. But I think that because I had a lot of these qualities when I was younger, I know that there's something more to it. It's not just from that. It's just that it's really hard to get back into a routine when we are in a world where everything feels immediate and important and urgent and it's really hard to shut that off. So I'm just going to walk through some small things and when you think about it as I go along, think about how many things these are and how it becomes like part of my daily practice. That was my focus was like I'm not going to try and find some really intense thing that I have to do every day because obviously my to-do list is always like a million miles long anyway. So it was like, how can I manage what I already have to do without feeling like I'm adding more steps? So yes, there's going to be a few steps that I have to do, but there are things that I don't mind. And again, this may not work for everyone because I, you know, I'm a super Capricorn. My south node is in Virgo. I like to have tangible steps. I like to have lists and organization. You may not do so well with that. You may prefer to leave more space, but I will explain a little bit how I'm giving myself more space as well within the balance section. I'm going to first talk about the small things I'm implementing so that they're all together for you to listen to. And then I'm going to share kind of how I'm finding balance so that I'm able to also have some flow to my life. 
So basically the first part is more masculine. Like it's more like putting practices in place and organizing. So we'll start there because that's already what's familiar to me. So one of the things I've just naturally done for the last almost year, I guess, is that I have notepads in every room, just random notepads. Obviously I'm also a weirdo and I have like a planner and like three separate journals or four separate journals for different things that helps me organize my thoughts and downloads. But For every day, just writing lists and marking things down, I have either a sticky pad or a notepad in every room so that when I'm in the middle of doing one task or I'm trying to do one thing, I can just jot down if something else comes to mind that I know I have to do. As long as I write it down, there's not this sense of urgency that I'm going to forget if I don't do it immediately. And it has actually made a huge difference for me to be able to do that. And because I've been doing it for so long, it's like second nature to me. It doesn't even occur to me in my brain that I'm doing it. It just happens. And then so I just, whenever I finish one task, take a look at the sticky pad and then move it to my whiteboard. If it's a task that maybe isn't immediate, but I can schedule in for another day or for later. Um, And with that being said, I also keep the notepad by my bed as well, because then when I'm going to bed, I don't have to get up in the middle of the night and feel like I have to go to my whiteboard or go to my planner and write it down. And it helps me to just empty my head before I go to bed so that my sleep is better. Because when I go to bed, knowing I'm going to forget something, it's impossible to sleep. So for me, it's just easier to have that book already, like book or notepad or whatever right there so that I'm not going to be disturbed trying to go to sleep. And then same goes for my whiteboard. Before I go to bed, I look at my whiteboard. I see if there's anything else I can cross off for the day. I add anything else that maybe is on the sticky notes around my apartment that needs to be put in to do later. And then I feel good about it. And sometimes if there's tasks that like don't have a particular time frame or they're just things that I need to be aware of, I actually have a panel on my whiteboard on the side that's just for writing those things. And that way it's not like I have to keep a sticky note because I also don't like having things sitting around. So like if I have a sticky note on my desk, for example, from the day, I go and put it onto my whiteboard or my planner or whatever it needs to go for me to do that thing and then throw away the sticky note or turn the page in the notebook, whatever it is, just because I don't like to have them just accumulating. So that is really helpful. But the way my whiteboard is set up is it's set up in like a grid, like a calendar. And then every month I just like fill in the dates. And then what happens is as a week clears up at the top, I put the next week in, it's usually like the next month or whatever. Like I just keep going that way because I don't necessarily think in like just the month. I just think of like the next week, the next week, the next week. And so that helps me to then be able to take some of those things. Cause that's what I'll also do is if something doesn't fit on the calendar yet, I'll write it in that side portion on my whiteboard, just that it's coming up. If there's a date, I'll put a date with it. And then that way, when that week opens up, I can put it right in. I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to remember the next month or, you know, where to put it. It's already there to be transferred, which has been super, super helpful. And then with my whiteboard, I actually have, of course, colored markers. Um, And what I've did was I actually color coordinated what kinds of tasks I was doing. So all of my audio editing and like that kind of work is one color. All of my stuff that I do in the collective that's more just regular tasks that need to be done are a different color and they're two different blues so that it's still like work stuff. 
And then I have when I'm doing a workshop or something and my podcast has two different greens. And then I have pink for when I have a meeting or like a work related or, you know, spiritual related thing where it's going to be a productive meeting. And then I have also a color for meetings that are more just fun for like friends and family. I do those in red and pink. And then orange is social media posts that I need to do regardless of whether it's for me, my podcast or spirit school. And then I also have just a black marker that I use for just life tasks that I have to do. Like if I have to pay certain bills or if there's something that I need to do around my apartment, those things go in black because I otherwise get them kind of mixed in with like tasks for another purpose. And so they just are like things that need to be done. And by doing that, it's really helpful. And actually what the most that helpful thing was that recently I just got the pack of markers that I have that has extra colors and it makes it easier to be able to have more kinds of tasks because I only had like three or four colors to start. And there were so many subtasks within each color, for example. And then that made it really difficult for me to even in my brain at a glance know what exactly I was doing each day. And so for example, when I look at a week, if I see a ton of pink, I'm like, I'm going to be really busy. I'm not going to have time for extra tasks. So that particular week. So I'll make sure that my editing and things that need time are heavier another week. Or if I'm having people ask me if I can plan a meeting, if I already have a lot of blue where I have a lot to do or like I, it's very full, I'll just try to put that meeting to another week. And so it's been really helpful for me to see in color instead of like having to read what I have to do to be like at a glance, okay, this week is looking very people-y or like this week is looking very heavy with editing. And then that helps me with the next part, like the second part of the episode with the balance of knowing what I need in order to balance that. And then morning pages have come back. I did take a little break from them when I was transferring between a couple different uh, projects, but they have been helping me to clear my mind in the morning in order to really just get all of the stuff that's bothering me out of my head after I've kind of gotten up and gotten going. I do try to pull my cards every morning and that also is a practice that helps. And what I've started doing is as soon as I get up, I put in, I, I bought a bunch of stuff for my office and for like stuff that needs equipment. So for example, I got wireless earbuds finally, even though I've been thinking about it forever. They're not expensive ones. They're just from Amazon. But I put those in when I get up with just ambient music so that I'm, it just calms my mind so that I don't have as many thoughts to begin with. And then when I do my cards, I'm able to sit still and actually be in more of like a meditative mood. Sometimes I actually will meditate if I feel like it. I'm more likely to do it because my nervous system kind of reacts to having that music. And then also when I try to do my organizing and getting set for the day, I'm in like a calm mood and I'm more likely to do it. So like with the morning pages, for example, it helps. And I have to have it in my ears. I realize like I can have music playing, but then I hear all the other sounds and my brain gets loud. But if I have it in my ears, that's the only way it works. And I can't have like the headphones attached to my phone or something because I'm not going to want to carry it around. So I end up taking them out and then I get distracted. So it's the best way to just keep like an even feeling in my brain. And then I started using the Pomodoro method for time management. So this is something I heard on a talk show last year in the summer, and I made a note of it somewhere. 
And just recently, I was kind of like asking my guides, like, what can I do to be able to sit still and not feel like I'm trapped at my desk too? Again, this is kind of a balance thing where I know I like to get up and move around, but I also know that when I get up, then I get distracted. And so what this does is you, there's different increments I think you can use, but the default one and all the apps and everything I read is that you work for 25 minutes and then take a five minute break. And you do this like four times and then you take a 15 minute break and then you go back into the cycle. But what I've done is when I get to the, and it's been helpful because like I'll sit knowing that I have a break coming up. So I'm not checking notifications. I'm not checking emails. I'm not switching between tasks. I'm just sitting and doing that task. And then in those five minutes, I can choose. Do I want to get up, fill up my coffee? Do I want to get up and use the bathroom? Do I want to look through my emails? Do I want to check social media? Whatever it may be. That's what I have that five minutes for. And then I get back to work. And then when I get to one of the longer breaks, usually for me, that ends up being either a meal time or if it's nice out, I'll go for a walk. So it's a longer break than the 15 minutes. I tend to take like 40 minutes around there, sometimes longer, sometimes less, but that's usually what I've been doing in order to time things and be able to feel productive. And then I'm so shocked at how much I get done at the end of the day compared to me just managing it as things come up. I get things done. I actually, this past week was like, I actually have like a whole free day where like I was caught up on everything I'd been sent from clients. And I was like, I can just go for a long walk. Like I had nothing pressing. And it was the first time. And I can't remember how long it was so, so helpful. And it's just something that I wouldn't have thought of otherwise. Um, But yeah, it was super easy to implement because there's an app for it. Like I have this app that just you tap it and it starts the timer. And then what happens is when it comes up for a break, it doesn't automatically start the break. You have to manually press it, press it. So sometimes I'll finish up whatever I'm doing if I'm on a roll and then press it for a break. And that actually gives me more productivity because it's not automatically starting my break. And I know that. So it's like, okay, I can finish this paragraph or I can finish, you know, this section. And it's really helpful for keeping me on track. And then The other thing, like I said, is I've gotten equipment. So I actually got finally a wireless keyboard because I'm always like hunched over my laptop because it has a really wide space at the bottom to give me a larger trackpad. And I'm always like reaching over it. And then I feel like I'm too close to my laptop Then I get uncomfortable and then I want to move more and I don't want to sit still. And it also makes it so it's really hard for me to work in my living room if I want to just casually be working because I have to sit at the edge of this really comfy chair and try to like reach over to my keyboard. And so that was something that just helped a lot because it's just more comfortable to be sitting. And I I think I mentioned a few months ago that I finally started using a mouse like after doing all the editing by hand just on my trackpad for months. And then now I was thinking I should get a mouse pad and I opened a drawer for something else and I had one that I apparently bought and it has like the wrist rest and I forgot about it and it was just there. So I was like, perfect. And then I also... And like, like I mentioned, have started to use my wireless earbuds. And so I have those for when I go for a walk or when I'm walking around my apartment in the morning. And then I actually bought a clamp that goes onto my desk that is a holder for my phone so that when I do card pull Friday or sometimes when I'm recording, I can put my mic there and it actually helps a lot because then I'm more likely to do it. And it's a reminder. And I'm thinking going forward, doing more art related stuff it actually can turn so that it's face down on my desk. It's like an overhead uh, setup as well so that I can just be sitting here. And if I think, oh, this might be interesting for people to see me doing, I can just do that. And so that's, again, like things that I've been wanting to do that I haven't because it's just not set up for me. Like if I don't have things set up, I'm not going to do them. 
And then speaking of like the walks, et cetera, that I do on my, which I have been doing more regularly, which is moving energy. So that's the other part of that is it's helping me to move energy and not keep forgetting to do anything with my body. But it also is something you could do, which I'm going to be setting up soon too, is having my yoga mat handy and taking out some weights that I can do in between because if I see the things, I'm more likely to do it, which does make my apartment a little chaotic sometimes. But as long as it's accessible, it's right now, like where I have them, there's stuff piled on top of it. And it's just like not accessible. And like where I keep my weights is like put away. It's like tucked away right now. And so things like that are also just keeping in mind, like when something is accessible, you're more likely to do it. And then I think that's most of the systems, I guess, like the things that I've implemented. Um, it just helps to have that like time management. And again, with like the whiteboard, being able to see everything that needs to be done. And the other thing, oh, the other, one of the other things I did was I put timers, like time limits on Instagram and TikTok, because even at night when I know I should be going to sleep so that I can get up earlier in the morning, et cetera, I will be like, oh, I'll just, you know, go on TikTok or I'll just go on Instagram for a bit. And because especially TikTok is the best because you have to put in a passcode. And then I know myself well enough to know that if I put the passcode in, I'm just going to stay on it, right? So now as soon as it comes up, I turn it off. Instagram's a little more tricky because I work on Instagram a lot. So it's just more of a reminder. So at least I'll know like when I finish whatever I'm doing, like, okay, now I need to put it away. And that has been helpful too. And the fact that I only have my five minute breaks in between working on the days that I'm heavily working it helps too, because I'm not going to be sitting there for half an hour on my break looking at it. I'm most likely going to either watch a show while I'm eating or just go for a walk. So that has helped a lot. And it also feels really good to see things coming off my list because I can like go over to my whiteboard and erase stuff and, you know, cross things off if, if they're on my sticky notes, if I do them while I'm still sitting. And it really helps me a lot to keep organized. And then our team, we've been using Asana to start organizing as well. So that's been really helpful. It's just been really great to feel some clarity coming through. And then the other side of it with balance, this is kind of the part that I, as you know, have been struggling with for quite a while. It's not something that comes naturally to me. But the main thing that I did was the emotion code sessions. It's a self-care thing. I haven't had anything that I've done for myself on a regular basis in a really long time. Even before I used, when I was in school, I used to get my nails done at least once every few weeks. And even though it's something I don't do now, like because I didn't replace it with anything, it's been a really long time. So this is something that also is like helping me emotionally because it's releasing things. And like I said, most of it was overwhelm that came off in the first two sessions. There's only one, I think this past one. So that was good news. And it helped me bring, help bring back to my memory a specific thing that a specific situation that needed some healing. So it's been really, really good for me. And I also found that like releasing the overwhelm has made it easier to focus. So it's kind of done a dual purpose because my goal was to be able to focus and find more clarity. So it kind of did two things at once. And then I did have someone ask a question because I did an Instagram uh, question box for people to ask questions about these things that I was going to be talking about. And a lot of people were just asking about time management and things like that. But one of the things somebody asked was like, how do you actually find a balance between like just working and like just doing nothing? Because that is really hard. Like when you get into a mode of not wanting to do anything, it's really hard to get yourself to work. 
and vice versa. When you're working all the time, it's really hard to just rest. And the resting is way harder for me. And something I realized when I was, you know, having these conversations with my guides and starting to implement some of these things, especially with the whiteboard and taking a look at it really carefully. I sat there when it was full for the month of April and looked at it and thought, you know what? I don't really have any wiggle room. The only wiggle room I have are my weekends. And I end up working, I wouldn't say every weekend, but for a chunk of one of the days sometimes on the weekend. Last weekend I worked a lot, but that's just because I really wanted to get this one project done. And what I realized was that I am, I don't need to schedule in work in order to work. Like I'm going to do it. It may not be in a organized fashion, but I've never not worked, right? There's, there's never been an issue. I've never had a problem where I've been like, oh, I guess I should work. There are days when it's like that. And like, if I'm not feeling great, sometimes that'll happen. But I know at the end of the day, when it comes up to the deadline, I procrastination, I think, which is part of the ADHD stuff, I get things done. But I don't rest. That's not something that feels important to me. So I don't do it. And so I realized, you know, yes, I do need to schedule my work so that I can see it and balance it for like not having too much of the same thing. That was a big thing. But I need to schedule the opposite to most people. People need to put in when they have to work to so they get things done. But I have to put in when I need to rest. And so what I've started doing is on Thursdays, I haven't been scheduling anything that's extra. Like there's just if I have a, a class that I'm teaching like the last couple of weeks or, you know, little things like uploading stuff to um, different places, but I don't have any actual editing or other work those days. It was really great because I had scheduled everything on the other days. And because I had my Pomodoro timer and I had all the stuff that I needed to do it, I actually got ahead on my schedule. And I was able to relax. And so I chose this week to do more work because I'm going to stay with my parents and visit my family for the next few days for Easter. But starting next week, I'm going to be back on that schedule. And it feels really, really great to be able to schedule that time in. Now, I know we can't all take a day off, but I think what is helpful is if like, let's say you have a lot of chores and cooking and those kinds of tasks, you could put those into your color coordinated calendar or whatever and plan out what days you're going to cook extra or do your other chores, even in between other things. But that's what I'm starting to do too, is like spread those out into the days that I'm already working. So like I can clean my sink on one of my breaks. I can clean my tub in another break. And then that way there's a lot less to do at the end of the week. It's easier said than done. So I totally get that. And I don't always come through, but at least then on the weekend, if all I have is that it's not the end of the world. But what's happened is by doing that, even on these days, I can choose like if I feel like cooking something really intense and it feels like it would be fun to do that, I'll leave that for my Thursdays. But otherwise I kind of cook or if I am going to order food, I order it before then. And then that way I can just focus on what I want to do. And in order to not go back into work mode on those days, I have like my watercolors set out on a tray. I have a bin that has like those kinds of things handy. It's on a shelf. And so I just have to pull the bin out. I don't have to like open up a box or like open up a tote that's like stacked in a closet like it's out and it's accessible and what I've started to do which I was talking about yesterday in energy and art is on those days I've written just a specific task that I want to complete and so it's not something I stick to all the time I usually end up doing something different but my intention for example for next Thursday is to pull out one of my copper plates and start etching a design for a print 
now that day, if I, if I come to that day and I'm like, I'd rather do watercolors today, or I would rather, you know, just sketch for the day or whatever it might be, that's fine. But having something on the schedule makes it so I'm less likely to go into work mode. Cause be like, no, I said, I wanted to do this. I'm going to do it. So it's a self accountability thing, as opposed to just saying the day is going to be for anything. And then if I don't know what to do, <laughs> I'm going to work, right? If I'm like, oh God, I could do anything in the world. Okay, well then I'm just going to work. But if I had that reminder of, you know, you've been wanting to do this for a long time. If it's there, I'm going to feel more guilty if I don't do it because I gave myself the time. And so that's been helping a lot. I actually did some watercolor different days when I've been doing it. I've, ha- I've been kind of implementing this for a couple of months now. So there have been weeks when I've had to work through it, but I felt fine because it wasn't extra work. It's not like I was overwhelmed. Worst case scenario, at least my, I still feel like I'm not in like a full on panic because I don't have enough time, right? Um, But the other part of it too is making your list realistic of like what you're going to do each day. So if I were to say that I was going to edit three podcast episodes and do my other tasks in the community and make dinner and clean the bathroom, that's very unlikely. Like I know myself and I then would feel panicked. So when I see a day get to like what I consider capacity, I will not add anything else. And having that visual of the colors is the easiest way for me to do that. Because otherwise I just assume like, oh, it's only three things, but then I have to think, okay, but those are three work things. And each of those things takes two hours or three hours, right? So it does help to kind of keep that in mind when you're planning too, because if you've kind of like constantly feel like you're behind, you're less likely to stick with the things that you're doing. Like, I don't think I would stick with the Pomodoro timer if I was always behind. If I wasn't getting through my list, I'd be like, this isn't working. But because I'm realistic about what I know I'm going to do, and I know that I'm going to stop to eat, I know that I'm going to stop and go for a walk. I know that I need the time to do those things. So I purposely make sure that my work is not going to overtake that. And if anything, I get something done from tomorrow's list. And so that feels really good too. But I've realized that like I can either have a few really long days of work, which if I'm on a roll, I can do, or each day I need to stick to that Pomodoro and have an end time and know what I need to accomplish. Because then during the day, if I know I want to have the evening to relax or to cook or to watch movies or paint or something, then, you know, that might work out better for you if you have like, let's say a nine to five job or something. It might be easier to do that with your work day and maybe do the Pomodoro timer when you first get home for the first hour to get tasks done. And that way it gives you the evening to relax. But I have to choose one or the other. I either have to have just evenings or kind of like have a few long days and then have a couple days that I don't do as much. So you figure out what works for you. I kind of feel like I'm on Pacific time, even though I'm in Eastern time, because I tend to do my own morning stuff and kind of get set in the morning. And then I don't really start work work until like around noon, between noon and two, depending on if I go for a walk or depending on if I do like some cooking or something in the morning, I usually start between noon and two. And then I finish if I'm, if I don't have a lot, I'll try to finish around like six but usually it's around between eight and 10, depending on when I start. I try to stick to eight hours, even though I sometimes will be on a roll and keep going. But by doing that, it also makes me a lot more accountable with my time because I really do want to get things done so that I don't have to give up those times. Because once you get used to having a whole day off or a whole evening off, it's really hard to give that up. And that is motivating for me. And again, these won't work for everyone. And even if it's only one thing that you pick up, 
that helps you, I'm super happy with that. Or even if it helps you help someone else that you know is struggling with these things. But I feel like a completely different person since implementing these things because I was just constantly in a cycle of burnout where I was just like, not sure what to do. So I wasn't accomplishing anything during the day. I would be doing anything else around my apartment. You know, I would then leave all my work to the last minute. I would never sleep because I was always staying up late. It was just a disaster. But that's kind of the mode I got into in school because I had two jobs and I did have to stay up really late to get work done. And so that energy was still familiar to me and accessible. So it was like, oh, at least I know I can do that. But I don't want to do that anymore. Um, But yeah, keeping things accessible where you can find them is the easiest thing. So like notebooks in every room. I have headphones that are noise canceling that I use when I'm watching TV or if I really want to check my editing. And then I have my earbuds that are for movement. I keep that in mind. Like those are for movement. If I put those in, I'm usually moving around and doing stuff and, you know, being active and having my paints handy, having a tote that has like a little bin that has everything I need to do my prints. Those kinds of things make it so that I'm going to do them. And like I said, before bed for me is more important than when I get up. Cause when I get up, I kind of do the same routine. And the biggest thing for me is just not getting on my phone or like checking my emails in the morning. It's doing all the other things that I want to do for myself, like my cards and morning pages. And then once I've done those things, I'll look at my whiteboard, look at my sticky notes, if I have anything from the night before, get organized and then set my timer. And honestly, it's been life changing. And I really hope that you found this insightful in some way, even if it's only one little nugget that really caught your attention. The other thing that I had here as a note that I wanted to mention is also by my bed because I try to make myself go to bed early to read and wind down so that I'm not on my screens really late. And something that's helped actually is that I have a book that I'll have, a couple books, sometimes I'm not in the mood for one. And I have a notebook there so that I can like take notes while I'm reading because sometimes I'll get ideas when I'm reading as well. And I also have a book of word searches. I have my dream journal. And then I also have um, just like a fun book that's random that I will go through as like inspiration. Usually it's either like a magazine or just like one of my old textbooks, as weird as that sounds. Sometimes it's just like I'll flip through and see what comes to mind. So having that all like by my bed um, really also helps me want to go to bed because then I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to read, but maybe I'll do a word search if I feel like I need to do something active still to use my energy. You could have a coloring book there. I just feel like it's a way to get me into my bed. And then once I'm there, I get tired (laughs) once I start reading or doing something. So that was my last tip that I didn't mention. And it's been really helpful as well. And I think it's helped me get back into a normal routine. I still have days that I stay up late, but I want to get through the books and I want to do the things. So I have been a lot better. So I hope this is helpful. I will keep you updated on my emotion code journey as well as the balance finding that I'm working on, finding the harmony. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.